to tell me what is the difference between whiskey and bourbon? Uh, bourbon is only made in one county in the entire world. Are you being serious? Uh, I think it's a state, but I'm pretty serious. Oh, but so if it's a bourbon has to be made in a very small geographic area. Oh. That is the only place you get that flavor. Oh, I, I just I just want something that tastes sweet. So I'm gonna go with a old Tennessee salted caramel caramel whiskey. Yes. All right. <laughs> I wish I wish I had a bottle to like, do this. Put a flavor in that you like and add brown sugar. Boom. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Delicious. Are you kidding me? That's a lot. An awful lot of work there. No. No. <laughs> That's what that's what uh, the liquor store is for. <laughs> I want to crack it open and be done with it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, I don't. I don't get to drink very often, so I, I don't want it. I don't want it to be hard when I do get to drink. Oh no, this is work for you, it. you can flavor. You can flavor like an entire bottle the way you like it. Like oh, I make apple pie bourbon all the time. Oh, uh, it's freaking delicious. You just drop an apple in it, some brown sugar. A cinnamon stick and a couple of cloves. Set that aside for a month. Pull it out. Die of happy. Infused uh, infused alcohol is delicious. We did a, um, I think it's called Rum Toff one year, where you just get a big glass jar, like a sun tea jar, and you dump as many different types of stone fruit as you can, and then top it off with rum and let it sit. Oh, my God. It's so good. And then afterwards, you take all the berries, and then you make them into a pie. Ooh, yum, yum. I like no, the pie. The pie. I don't know. I've never made it as far as the pie. You just take all the berries and put it in your mouth. <laughs> but yeah, that you could do too. But the pie, oh man, it's yes. good. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, but the, the fruit is like quadruple the alcohol level. It's amazing. And then, like, who cares about anything else? <laughs> Heather, Heather was making. I mean, those, the uh... oven might be on, but. <laughs> Well, and Heather made those. Uh, I can't uh, find my hand, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> she made those alcohol cherries for Christmas, where you where you soak the cherries in in brandy. Mm -hmm. Or wait, wait, wait. Maybe brandy is what I'm talking about. Is brandy something? Is it is that different than brandy? Is really sweet. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's different than bourbon and whiskey. Very much different. Yes. Okay. All right. Maybe it's brandy that I like. No, I don't know. I like the sweet things, okay? <laughs> Anyhow. Maybe it's, maybe it's Monica you like. It could be Monica. I don't know what that means. Okay, Monica in your life? Monica. Oh, is that from like that old the song from the 90s? And Boy, Rebecca, dude. Took him a little while. You are, you are old. Man. <laughs> holy cow. I well, am. Guys. I'm the, well, second polar, I'm the second oldest person on this on this show. Yes, are you really? You <laughs> wow. Well, you know, it is somebody's birthday today. It yes. is. It's my birthday today. I am 40 years old now. Oh, you're young. Give me a break. You're as old as I am. Really? Wait, am I the oldest person on right now? Oh, oh Kristen, how old are you? 46. Oh, 46? Oh, oh, and 77? Why? <laughs> <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Uh, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the Spilling Ink podcast and the Spilling Ink show. It's so good to be here with everybody tonight. We have the lovely Rebecca Jonesy and Kristen Ward on today. Welcome to our guests. And I do because because I totally biffed it last time, and I didn't even do it until the end of the show. I have to give a big shout out, a shout out to our sponsor, uh, Creative Edge Publicity, um, who has made it possible for us to have this wonderful video platform and to run the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it, appreciate Creative Edge. Uh, Creative Edge is your brand, your future. They are advocates of collaboration and believers in partnerships in the ever-changing literary industry. Um, and we do love them. Mickey is a, a good friend of ours. He sends us a lot of wonderful guests. So we, we definitely appreciate having them on board and making this all possible. So thank Big you to Creative out. Edge. Yes. And if you are Bill an author. He's joining us soon. The, he is? He's going to be joining us soon, soon for a show. Yeah. Nice. Nice. 
I did tell him that I wanted to do some kind of trivia game. Um, and after I did that, he said that he could make sure that the show never gets more than two views again. Uh, so apparently he didn't like the idea of doing a trivia game with me. <laughs> Don't piss off your sponsors, folks. <laughs> oh, well, everyone knows the glorious Captain Trainwreck. How are you doing tonight, Captain? I am living the train wreck life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, are you wearing a new hat? I am. It's I, cute, I, isn't it? it yeah. It's my late birthday present from the wonderful Julia. She sent it, and I was like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. So I had to wear it tonight. <laughs> Handmade. I mean, look at that. Look at that gorgeous horse. Isn't it cute? And, you know, she is a really fast knitter, too. I'm, I mean, it's it's really pretty impressive. She she sent a lovely hat for, for my daughter, Abby. And she, I think she asked me on a Thursday what colors Abby liked. And like Monday, it came in the mail. I'm like, oh my gosh, that, I don't even know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that always impresses me because I'm, I you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, can, I, I can do scarves, fingerless gloves, hats. Well, at least you can do that. <laughs> what I can do. <laughs> oh, sticks. <laughs> look, look, guys, Regina's on. Hi, Regine. You figured it out. Yeah, you Good made it. Job, Regine. Regine, dude, you need to get out of the hot tub and drink a glass of water, my friend. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> take some water. <laughs> oh, and then we all know the man. I'm running out of scary names for you, Jane. <laughs> Jane writes scary books, and she scares me. J.E. Taylor, the everyone. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> all. Oh, and I, of course, am the Jason Lavelle, and I'm joined tonight by my my little child here, who's been with me Aww. the last few weeks, oh my, my little buddy. Dude, I still need to get one from your wife. Tell you her to reserve should... one for me. Yeah, yeah. She hasn't made one in a, in a few weeks, so they're, they're a lot of fun. Uh, I, I want to get her into making voodoo dolls. Um, like, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm never sending fun. Jason anything ever again. Rebecca, you look wet tonight. Well, what's, what's, what's going on? I have no clue what that means. I didn't think the camera pointed that low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rebecca's I promise on I'm a... wearing pants, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so you've you've been spending some time in the hot tub tonight, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I was in the hot tub. I'm on vacation. I have had my phone turned off since uh, they showed up. I only used it to uh, get directions here. I've never been here before. I'm in the mountains of North Carolina at a friend's cabin, and it is luxurious. It is so nice and like this is what I needed. I needed this. Um, I've also been drinking since five o'clock AM. Awesome. So this will be fun. Whoa. Wow. That's like uh, what fifteen hours ago. I also took uh, a nap today. Uh, I also went for a walk at, at sunrise, went for a walk with, with my rum. And um, took pictures of sunrise coming up over the mountains. We're, we're, we are right on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Like, oh, nice. We just turned off of it to get to this cabin. Like, we are right here. So, like, everything, like, we're, and we're at the top of the mountains. I've got, you know, a 360 view of mountains. Nice. It's gorgeous. And it's also, like, 10 degrees. It's a little and chilly. The, <laughs> the air wants to eat your, your, your face off, and it does a really good job of it. And, um, so yeah, of course, midday. You know, when it's nice and warm, it's it's nearly nearly twenty degrees outside. Uh, I threw my swimsuit on, ran outside across the uh, frozen stone patio, and hopped in the hot tub. And there you stay. And then I made another puppy friend. Um, I don't know where he came from. Someone's out hunting apparently, and his hunting dog came up to say hi and get some water Ooh. and hang out. So uh, his name was was Ollie. Aww. Nice. I want to cuddle with him. I love puppy friends. 
<laughs> he actually let me pet him, but I mean, you can't blame him. No one, you know, no animal's really like coming close to a, to a hot tub that's running, you know. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. One of my dogs got too close one time and got pulled in by one of my kids. <sighs> yeah, no. That yep. didn't end pretty. Puppy did not like that. Yeah. Puppy did not love that. <laughs> well, Kristen, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Awesome. Well, tell us, tell us all about yourself. This is your first time on the show. So we've, we've got to, we've got to hear everything. Well, I'm here in Connecticut and, um, you know, unlike where Rebecca is, we do not have any snow on the ground. It has been a very strange winter, um, but it's uh Beautiful country, and I am a rather new author. My first book's published in 2018, um, and I have three published so far, working on the fourth. Um, and it's a, it was a lifelong dream, but it took me about 30 years to get as far as I got. You know, a lot of stops and starts, family, career, um, and procrastination, which, you know, I think I do have down to an art. I would say I'm probably at the doctorate level of procrastination and uh it's too well, bad i can't make a career out of that but um i'm pretty damn good at it <laughs> that's a proud achievement right there you know you know i think that and bullshitting you know it's it's it's, it's something i i excel at <laughs> we, we need you want to be a politician I'm, I'm confused <laughs> actually no <laughs> Kristen, where can you know, procrastination you? Bullshitting? no guys i will totally get to that next term vote me in again <laughs> Hey, Kristen, you said you're from Connecticut? Oh, like my mayor. Yes, I live in Connecticut, yeah. Where where in Connecticut? Um, I live in a small town, Newtown. Okay, I live in Tolland. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm in South Carolina right now, but I live up there. <laughs> so, I was like, oh, I know where that is. Yeah, yeah. Over Fairfield County. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Wait, Mike... Uh... So you're trying to put that up at the same time Sorry. I am. <laughs> Mike, Mike says Angry Birds is uh, distracting him. I didn't realize Angry Birds was still a thing. That still exists? Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, you know what? I, I do have an old style game that, that's my distraction. And uh, anybody see Simon's Cat before? Yep. No. Okay. Okay. So Simon's Cat the was Simon's a Cat bubble game. game. Not the bubble game. The, the cookies game. Crunch time. Where you gotta oh, I haven't seen them. that one. Oh, yeah. It's the puzzle game where you feed them all the treats and you have to match the colors. Stupid game. It's so damn addictive. <laughs> and that is my procrastination game of choice. Like crazy cupcakes. Yeah, like crazy <laughs> cupcakes. That's right. <laughs> I don't know what well, any of these games are. I'm just old, I guess. <laughs> like Jason. Or Jane. Yeah, <laughs> I aspire to be like Jane when I grow up. Hey, I, I originally got the game in my defense for when I went to like doctor's appointments or anywhere with the kids, and I needed to throw the phone at them to keep them busy. And then they like, gave if you the throw phone, the phone, phone in a car enough, you don't have to worry about those kids doing anything. No, they call That's it right. child abuse. That's yeah, right. but no, my my youngest was like, "Mom, help! I can't figure out this puzzle," and I swear to God. I was like, I will not let this stupid game beat me. <laughs> and then I became addicted. <laughs> you know what? Admitting it is is the first step. <laughs> I always knew like there's I'm I'm a complete addict for shit like that, which is why I now avoid it hundred percent. Like one hundred percent. I yeah, have Jack and one game on my phone. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, when Jack and Daxter came out, it was really funny because I played it for hours and hours and hours and got sort of towards the end. And my kids played it and wiped mine out. And I don't, I think I threw a hissy fit like <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't. Play. And that was, I think, the last time I really played. Yeah, and I don't, I don't play any games on my phone or, or on the computer at all. Like the last time that, that I was into a game. It's when I had first gotten an iPhone, and it was the game where you play ski ball on the phone, um, and you you uh, you throw the ball by swiping your hand. And Heather and I played that constantly, trying to to whoop each other. Uh, but that was the last time I ever really got into one of those because I don't know. It's just like you play and play and play, but then you don't actually get anywhere in real life. And I just I don't know. 
It it's as much of a time suck as Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it's it's about as as important as being on Facebook, yeah. and it's just as much of a time crunch. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, well, Kristen, tell us what you write. Um, I write young adult books, uh, dystopian that are dystopian and, and sci-fi fantasy that are really more eco literature. So I'm trying to tap into the youth movements and environmental awareness and sending a message about what's going on globally um, while still entertaining readers. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Very nice. cool. I, I have, I, I've never heard of anything like that. That's, that's actually pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah. So my latest is Rise of Gaia. <laughs> this is the one I'm doing a blog tour for. Ooh, and um, that's award is this one after oh. the Buried and the sequel, Burden of Truth. That that's my dystopian. Those are awesome covers. Oh, thank you. So now, are you indie published? Are you small press published? How did you go about publishing yourself? Um, indie. I took a long time to actually get to the writing, and um, I had been. Where after the Green Withered, I had written a uh, graduate course in environmental education. And when I was doing research for my course writing, um, I just came up with the idea of what if there was a global drought? Um, and that's really the premise of my story. So I started writing then, but it took, I would say, six years before I really sat down and wrote for real. <laughs> and then in 2017, um, an article came out about Cape Town um, being out of water by April of 2018. And it was not science fiction. That was reality. And it was many, many years before scientists thought something like that would happen on such a large scale. So um, my husband looked at me and said, you need to get the book finished. And so that was my, my impetus to finish it. And I published it in May. Um, they didn't run out of water, but they uh, had some severe restrictions and, you know, it's, it's still an issue. There are uh, droughts happening across the country, across the world, um, and we don't hear about it. But, you know, if something happened on, a, on just a grand scale, you know, what would our world look like? What if a controlling power was able to take hold of all of our water resources and restrict them to a degree that... Um, our society was based on water credits rather than having an economy like we have now. So that was where the story went. And um, it was a, a, a labor of love. And I didn't really want to wait for it to go through a publisher. I just wanted to get it in the hands of readers. So I decided to self-publish. That's really cool. Yeah. And what, what is the, uh, the name of the series? Um, it's after the green withered and burden of truth. It's just a duology. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then the, the rise of, of Gaia, is rise of Gaia. Yeah, science that's, fiction. That's sci-fi fantasy. Yep. Okay. Okay. And that's if mother earth was a sentient being and being and woke up, um, to this onslaught and, uh, how she would handle that with her wrath and vengeance. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. That sounds amazing. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's like Awa has awoken and that's right. going to kick your butts. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about your learning curve doing uh, everything self-publishing. How did you go about it? How difficult did you find it? Or what were your tips and tricks on on how you were able to pull it off? Oh, wait, hang on. Be before we be say that, because I, I don't know if Rebecca knows. Rebecca, are you familiar with what self-publishing is? Have you Have you heard of that <laughs> before? <laughs> no, what is it? <laughs> so so I, I just had to I had to involve you. You look like you were you were floating off into space. So okay, sorry Kristen, go ahead. She has been drinking <laughs> that's, since that's the yeah. rum. I'm floating off into rum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so my my journey. Well, you know, I was really naive <laughs> to begin with. Um you know, I hadn't realized when I started how much work it is, uh, you know, aside from writing a book. Um, I have an editor. He's fabulous. And, um, you know, that that was my my first big hurdle is finding someone to connect with. They didn't want to change my story, but understood the tale I was trying to tell. And it really helped me bring it to fruition um, more so than I could do with my own reflective lens. Um, but I would say 
the challenges I faced um, are really trying to get your name out there. You know, it's an oversaturated market. So trying to share the message, share the work um, is a constant battle and very, very time consuming. Um, marketing is incredibly expensive. Uh, so I, I tend now to just go through free resources like Story Origin and BookFunnel. Um, well, BookFunnel's a minimal charge and do a lot of newsletter swaps. And that's been great publicity. I'm doing a blog tour um, that's been fantastic. It's all over Twitter. The uh, My first book actually was part of the ultimate blog tour, which was the biggest event of its kind at the time where 100 bloggers blogged about the book. So that was really neat to see. Uh, you know, all these different perspectives and interpretations and feedback because uh, and how did I'm you, one of people you... who read, I, I read every review. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to grow from it, whether it's, you know, really, really critical and perhaps harsh. Um, there's something that I can learn from it and hopefully better my craft. Well, and how did you get connected with uh, with a big blog tour like that as an, as an indie? Through my editor, actually. He's the one who developed it. That's so, awesome. So um, I was at ground level with that, which was which was great. Uh, he's okay. part of the right we right reads, and um, he just has this vision of really highlighting the importance of bloggers because you know, from my perspective, they're an essential component on an author's journey. Uh, we need their connection, and they've got their own subscribers who depend on their perspective. So, uh, you know, if we really want to try to get our voice out there um, to as many readers as possible. I think that they're an incredible resource. And I've just met some fabulous people virtually um, that I really have grown to care very much about. That's that's really, really cool. And that's something that I would actually like to do. Um, I think it'd be a lot of fun because I am I'm not the best with my newsletter. That's uh, that's giving me more credit than I deserve right there. Um, but you know, I'd I'd really like to to do stuff like that. You know how now? How did it work for you? You know, if you when you go on a blog tour, are you doing like written interviews with with all these different bloggers, or or how does it work? Um, so for the first blog tour, it was a hundred bloggers, and not all of them read the full book. Some of them would do like a, a first couple chapter review. Um, a lot of them did do interviews. So they would send me the questions ahead of time and then they would often post it with a review or maybe on a separate day. Um, and, you know, it's th throughout all the postings because it was over a 10 day period, I would try to touch base with every blogger because whether my work resonates with them or not, it's important that I thank them because they, they, gave me a shot and you know they're they're sharing their perspective and that's important to me and I really appreciate their time and effort in crafting something and many of them are fantastic writers themselves um so it's it's not a whole lot of work for me up front unless I am doing a lot of the blog interviews and then it's just you know a matter of taking time and and crafting responses that I want to share very cool Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. I used to do is blog interviews. Gentlemen, is, is how you indie author well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used to do um, indie authors on my blog for many, you know, I, I did it like every Wednesday night, I think it was. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and I had a set list of interview questions and things like that. So. <laughs> you know, when they read your book, um, some of the questions are so tied to the story, which is um, which is really neat because you can get very specific. Uh, so the tour was, it was a little bit different in that regard because I've done what, you know, the kind of blog interviews you're talking about where it's really more generic type of questions that can apply to all of us. And then with the blog tour, it's often very specific to aspects of the story. The funnest one I was ever on was when, they, when a blogger asked me to do a character interview Oh, those are fun. Those are fun. <laughs> I have yet to do that. That sounds like I did a, a dueling author versus main character interview. And yeah. that was that was really fun because you know I pick on my my main characters, so my main character got to complain about me. <laughs> <laughs> I did a character interview on, on Drew's blog once and uh, it was pitch. Um, pitch is my is my Kelpie character. He doesn't speak. 
because he doesn't have a voice box. And uh, Pitch ended up going around and making a giant mess in uh, Injury's office instead. Then we ran away. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. If you guys haven't seen it, you guys need to go to uh, to Drew's website. He yells at me afterwards. Who's Drew? Drew Comedy. Oh, okay. Okay. Say, so I didn't know who you were talking about. <laughs> there's only one Drew. I mean, there's only one Drew people need to know about. <laughs> All I know is my, my father-in-law's name is Drew also. So I was like, well, I'm pretty sure that he doesn't have a website, but I guess. <laughs> only one he needs to know about. Father-in-law is not all that important. If my father-in-law is watching, I am, of course, not talking about you. <laughs> Back on track, guys. Back on track. Blog tours. We have a track? Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have so setting up a blog tour, though, is a ridiculous amount of work. So the, the fact that you knew somebody who could set one up is is excellent because locating bloggers that are willing to do these is that's a feat. That's a full time job. Yeah. Well, he's he's got an incredible crew um, just to really dedicated bloggers. It's a real tight knit, tight knit community of really great people. That is awesome. What's what's the name of the, the organization he works with? The right Reads. Right as in reads. writing, right okay. reads. Yeah. Okay. So if you just uh, go on Twitter and search the right reads, you'll you'll see the right reads on tour, um, and that's you'll you'll see my posts on that. Now, as far as story origin goes, since you mentioned that one, that's one of my favorite resources to use, and their their recent edition of um, the reviews, the arc reviews, has been so helpful. Excellent. Yeah, I, I love the resource. Um, so you're, you're like me, you read them and it's it's just, it's great feedback. Uh, I imagine you do all the promos and newsletter swaps on Story Origin. As many as I can possibly get into, yeah. I've never actually built one of my own because there's always some kind of group promotion out there that fits with any of the books that I've got on offer. So I've never had to build my own yet. Me neither. I'm right there with you. If I can jump on somebody else's, I'm all for it. I newsletter weekly, so usually every Friday today, this week I'm late. It'll go out tonight. Um, but usually every Friday I have a newsletter, so I sign up for as many swaps and as many groups as possible. So I always have free stuff to offer in my newsletter, which is that incentive for readers to open the newsletter. They know there's always going to be a freebie or a swap or something in there that, yeah. that will keep them going. And then, of course, you know, you find something newsworthy to talk about. And lately, you know, even though I've forgotten about new releases, Jane, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's been new releases to announce. Oh, yes. well, that, that was the segue. That's the that segue, was the segue, Jane. <laughs> we, gotta, yeah. we need the book cover. <laughs> yes, Captain Tradewreck and Jane have a new book. Where's the cover? Yeah. Okay, hold on. I got to find it. I got to find it. It's here somewhere. There we go. You didn't have it sitting around waiting? Boom. <laughs> Oh, yes. Beyond is out today. Oh, that has book. a naughty word in it, guys. What? What? It's it says no. Hello. It's not. That's that was a naughty like... word. This is a G-rated show, guys. Sorry, oh, it's not G-rated. A lot. When have we gone G-rated? <laughs> Wait, how did you guys have me on if you're G-rated? Right, your you episodes have their own rating. About how wet I looked. <laughs> I was talking about he your hair. He didn't say wet. He said moist. Uh, that's the worst word ever. We know it is. You look like you've been moistened. <laughs> so cringeworthy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I have a, a topic that I'd like to talk about. If you guys are, if you guys are up for it, yes, G-rated with re Joe. Joe hit it right on the on the head here. Uh, oh, stop it, Katie! Hey, hey, I, 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 I have control. G-rated <laughs> with Rebecca Jonesy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Joe, that's exactly right. <laughs> I, I was actually going to wor warn uh, Kristen before you came on. I was like, well. Rebecca's coming. I was actually, and I was like, "Oh no, is she a newbie? Has anyone warned her about me yet?" <laughs> no, no warning needed. If you knew me, you know you. <laughs> There's a lot you can say, and I'd be down with it. 
like I've so, said before, the authors are our people. <laughs> yeah. So I also the, just realized I'm wearing my AK-47 shirt. So we can't see anything but what's underneath. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are they basketballs? Is that what's happening here? I don't get it. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna make a dribbling joke. Which <laughs> is G-rated. That's right. That's right. I'm sure Regine will be on if he hasn't drowned. I haven't seen him in like G- ten minutes. G-rated is he okay? and G-size. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, so I I do I do have something I I actually want to to learn about. Um, and I think they're not actually what? G-size, Jason. If that's what you wanted to learn. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, my cat's yelling at me. She keeps putting her tail on my face, and so I pulled on it, and she didn't like that. <laughs> Go Look at this little butthead. Aww. <laughs> oh, she's such a naughty cat. Okay, so author coaching or story coaching, whatever, whatever we call this. I know several of you here know a little bit about it, um, and the reason I'm asking is because. Um, I've really been struggling with um, my my work in progress uh, that I that I started about a year ago, um, and and a big part of that is because I've we've had some uh, medical stuff going on in our family, and I've had some mental health stuff going on with me that's really kind of put the brakes on a lot of things. But I'm trying hard to um, get back in the habit of writing at least at least a little bit every day to, to get this moving forward again and hopefully build up some momentum. Um, but I'm finding that I really, I feel like I don't necessarily need a co-author uh, because I have the whole story. I, I know what I want the story to be, but I feel like I need help. You just making... need a cattle prod. Yes. Well, a cattle prod, prod and someone who is, actually reading it not just like you know that that facebook friend that's saying oh, yeah so you're you doing need a, it. you need an end time dev editor yes well yeah, and, exactly and someone someone that can say okay well this is coming together well or we're missing a, a big chunk of this here or this isn't just isn't developed and and so i'm i'm having i'm having <laughs> such a wait but kristen's kristen's <laughs> going crazy well, and you know, and and when I'm when I'm doing this, I speak really slowly, Kristen, because it really drives everybody batshit. It does. Oh my god, it drives. But be, you know, my brain moves slowly, so I have to think about every word. You know, we were watching uh, Lord of the Rings last night, and at the at the end, you know, he also when, duck when walks. yeah, yeah, I, I do, I do. Uh, but at the end, uh, Frodo is talking to Sam and. And and it's all this long drawn out voice, and I was like, oh my god, that's, that's what me. Emma. So, that's what Emma thinks I sound like online. And Heather was like, yeah, you do. I'm like, what the shit? <laughs> Damn it! Right, this is TV now. We're okay. No more G rating. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we've jumped out of the G rating. Okay. Thanks, Rebecca. <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> well, there we go. Now we're now it's an. It's a Netflix original now. I was like, I thought you were allowed to have one fuck. There it goes. Before you leave PG-13, but once you hit that three fuck, you're now an R. Oh, well. So, so that's, that's. Rated Rebecca. (laughs) Oh, no. I love that, actually. Um, But that's, that's what I want to talk to you guys about. Um. And, it, and it's something that I think that other people could could benefit from. But I'm I'm asking for me personally, so so that I can completely monopolize this. But so please, if you guys could tell me about stuff that I need to know about this, because I I need help. Um, you know, I I think I've got a I've got a really really good story, but I just I need help. So tell help me tell me tell me what I need to know about this uh, author. You story you need to coaching. know that it's a hundred percent. Okay, to get a sounding board. Damn it, cat! To help you do that, it's also 100 okay for the cat to attack your groin while you're doing a live show. (laughs) Jesus, God, cat! Yeah, the the sounding board thing. Let me second that because I'm actually going to be picking y'all's brains later. Um, 
for ideas because I just hit the wall trying to to write book five in the asset series. But yeah, you find your, yes, your tribe. Yes. yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you find your tribe and bounce ideas around for starters. And then when you have something down, you find that that author beta reader or editor beta reader who will go through the work with you and will go seriously fix this shit. Instead mm -hmm. of you know your your best friend who's like this is wonderful I love it you want that person who's I actually I can't wait to see what you do yeah next. this yeah. Had an, an alpha reader before and your then book there's is, me is done. Said, and then there's me but you gotta kill somebody <laughs> <laughs> there you Don't go Jason that's, that's how you get to writing yeah. <laughs> roll a die and kill somebody yeah and then you're like okay Jane well. I'm sorry are you talking about in the story or <laughs> Please the fifth on that one. No dead bodies. <laughs> in the fifth. backyard. If you just find case, bodies, go buy some but... lime. Don't ask Alexa how to do it. Just no. <laughs> well, and you know, and I, you know, I, I've got to. No one has to go ask Alexa how did what? I just just see what happened. What? No, you'll no, end up with FBI agents at your house or something. Alexa, no, how do I not already on a watch list? <laughs> You're bad. Rebecca's already Hi, on FBI. several watch. You're already on several watch lists. Only it's on like Chatterbait or whatever that is. The camp. Oh, I'm the not camp telling site. you guys which watch list I'm on. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that dumb. Um, but uh, but yes, so. Yes. And, and Jason, you know I am happy as hell to to go through your work and give you feedback. But you know, and that's just the thing. I don't I don't know what kind of feedback this author coaching thing provides. So that's that. I guess that's what I'm I'm asking because okay, that last that last thing that you sent that you had a bunch of different betas working on, and we all had sideline notes that big Google Doc. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of feedback you're going to get reasons why this sentence doesn't make sense, why you should change it, what would make more sense. Um, when you had certain people commenting about, you know, what could actually happen, what that person was physically capable of doing, that's the kind of feedback you get. The stuff to really bring out the reality in your fiction and make it feel more visceral to your audience. Well, and I also want, I feel like because I've, I'm, I'm doing more main characters than I ever have, and it's not many main characters, uh, it's just more than one. Um, but I, I want to make sure that this group of friends, this, these three characters, like they're, they're all, they're a whole character, you know, that we care about every one of them. And I feel like my, my focus is on one, my protagonist, but I want these other two to be people that we really care about as well. So I also need someone to make sure that, you know, you know, this character has been fully developed and this character is doing things that are in character for them. And you know, somebody who's actually deep down in the writing with me, you know? So. Yeah. 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 Just tell, tell your alpha readers that and say, you know, I, I need I need some help. I need to know if I'm moving forward in the right way. I need to know, you know, or I don't know how to get this scene to this scene. You know, whatever your, your issue is, just, you know, lay it out, tell people what you need. And, you know, you've got a lot of people who, who would not mind shredding your work apart. You but, have but how many editors in your tribe? <laughs> well, but that's the thing is I don't know what what my problems are yet. You know, I need someone to tell me. Okay, what then the that's fine are. too. Say, yeah. well, that's what you say. Read I it. Have, I've, I've hit a wall. Help me with this. Yeah, but as you're telling me, I also need to be to be like rubbing my back and telling me it's okay that these are problems and that I'm beautiful. Jason, uh, we know you. Uh, <laughs> we know I, you. I only have the the cattle prod method. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have the. I have the cowpod and I have the truth. These are the two things I use. <laughs> Where yeah, is yeah. Julia when I need her? Come on. I, say, I think you need Julia. Nice with my feedback. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, you are. You are. I am never nice with stuff, my feedback. But I'll be I nice am truthful. It. That's it. If, so, if I like your work, it'll sound like I'm being nice, but I'm I'm just telling the truth. And if it's awful, you'll know I'm not being nice. I like and some of the comments work, you, you gave me in the notes, Rebecca, on the other one. You're like, where are the other characters? I'm like, shit, where are they? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Now I got to find them. Did you kill them? 
I they might have died. With, Katie, Katie gets a you chapter. Did, you and... didn't see the shit I said to Andy Pelliquin. They're mean to him. Oh, oh, do you do you work on Andy's books too? I beta read his books. I don't. Oh, okay. They're not like part of my publishing house or anything. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, he's very prolific. Very, yes. He is so prolific. Like I haven't even caught up on his. He actually called me out on it recently too. I I got outed. I have not, in fact, read his entire series that he's already written. And uh, he was he was asking about to do uh, how to do Italian, and I was like, oh, just do this. And he was like, okay, you obviously haven't read book six of this series because if you had, you'd know that this element doesn't work. And I'm like, outed. I only made it to book four. Oh, it's not oh. often I get called out. You know, for not being Kristen, a, uh, reading fast enough. Kristen, do you employ beta readers? Um, I have friends who, you know, they're they they've been good critical readers. Um, so no, I haven't been able to actually pay someone as a beta reader. I do have someone lined up for my current work. Um, it's just been a it's been a process being self published and you know, how to, how to employ everything that's out there. Um, don't pay the resource that I have. Don't, don't pay yeah, a beta, don't pay a beta reader. Editor. Yeah. Beta readers are free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Katie and I have well, been I, beta reading the for The person who I got signed up is, uh, she's not charging, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's it's interesting because when you're doing this all on your own, um, as you asked me earlier with the learning curve, there's just there's so much that you don't know. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And you don't and know. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say, and then you you don't know that you don't know. And also, there's a lot of words that are used incorrectly. Like one of the things I see most often is actually beta readers. People confuse beta readers for dev editor. That is a completely different thing. Please do not try and use your beta readers as dev editors. Yeah, tell us yeah. tell us the difference, Rebecca. A developmental editor it's like it, it's the difference between, you know, asking your mom for advice, you know, because you've got an earache and going to the doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, your mom might be able to know, but your mom may not know. Mm-hmm. Go to the right. doctor, go to the professional who knows what they're doing and says, you know, and knows how to like draw up a one sheet and make proper notes for you. Yep, yep. You know, a beta reader is going to be like, I really liked this scene. Or you missed a comma. And it's yeah. like, but they had completely missed the fact that you, you know, you, you did a, a jump scene. Right. Mm-hmm. Your developmental you editor is going to be the one yeah. that points out the eyes yeah. were blue yeah. in this chapter. Oh, They're green in this like, chapter. Um, wait a minute. His, his coat's supposed to be brown, not green. Yeah. 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 And- well, I, I have a developmental editor, um, and he's been fantastic. And developmental okay. editors are, are uh, yeah, they're they're vital. <laughs> they're so yeah. important. Yes, um, they're they're definitely the sometimes one. we're vicious uh, shape. Uh, I, <laughs> I had a mean, uh, though that at the end of a developmental edit, your your book is ready to be published. You still need that copy editing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and I had a, a beta reader for uh, uh, my second book that I ever ever wrote, uh, and now it's called Whispers in the Shadows. And what she said was, and, you know, I waited a couple of weeks for her to finish reading this. And um, she wrote me, she's like, I'm not really into lezzy porn, so it just wasn't for me. And I'm like, are you shitting me here? I mean, this is an 80,000-word novel that, yes, there's, you know, a, a same-sex relationship, but it was not lezzy porn. And I got zero feedback whatsoever on anything else. I'm like, no, this is... This isn't going to work out. This is not going to be a good beta read situation for you. No, no. <laughs> I think I know the book you're talking about. And, like, it has nothing in common with Leslie porn. No. I mean, there's some there's some sex scenes, but it's not pornographic sex scenes. I mean, I could work on making them more pornographic. there's some romance scenes. Yeah. Rom- yeah, that's, it's not like uh, R. Jonesy yeah. kind of scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I I added notes to my version of it. <laughs> I built up the scene. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys for uh, for answering some some questions about uh, 
you know, author coaching. What are, you, what are we calling this? Author coaching, book coaching, developmental editing? Because, Katie, I know you do some coaching. What do you do? I, I do book coaching, which I'm not a editor officially. So I can't really say I'm a developmental editor, but I do go through plot structure. I do go through consistency and all that stuff. So it's a little bit more than just a standard beta read. Okay. And then I also have character sheets. I have beat sheets that I use with clients who can't figure out how to get to the next step. And sometimes those help you figure out what you need to do to jump into the next scene. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Which were wonderful no. for us. Yes, that <laughs> helped out a lot in yes. at the end of the trilogy because we were like, we know we have to get here, but how do we get yes. here from here? Well, and I've never used those the uh, beat sheet type thing. So I, I should where do you where do you get those? I'll send you what I've got. Okay. Um, if you look up a book called Save the Cat, that's the one that everybody seems to know about. That's the okay. um, is based off the screenwriter, I think his name is Blake Snyder's um, approach to writing stories. And okay. he has like 21 different beats and you can have more, you can have less, but it's basically essential story change points. Okay. And that follows in that whole rising action, climax, falling action. It falls within your standard story structure. And these are points of like specific change that should follow through the story. And, it, and if you follow the general idea of what those points are, you can kind of plot your story out and, and get yourself at least a basic, you know, like my to-do list version of an outline, you kind of okay. know where you're heading. Yeah. Okay. It was but if you're helpful. a hardcore panther, please leave the beat sheets alone. Like, no, actually they are. No. So, so that you know how it goes, but you may not want to write it down. If, if you're a hardcore panther though, and you use it like a, a one sentence guide, you know, like the to-do list, you know, character needs to get milk, egg, cheese, kills the dragon before they go home. You kind of do the one sentence, this needs to happen, this needs to happen, this needs to happen, and you kind of check it as you go along. Yes. Like, like I said, a hardcore panther, like, a, a, you know, a semi soft panther, you know, a panther a who likes an panther. outline. <laughs> yeah, a, a short sir. <laughs> instead of a full on panther. <laughs> short sir? You know, yeah. Maybe, okay. maybe a jammer. <laughs> I think they might like it, but yeah. If you're, if you're one of us, uh, absolute weirdo freaks, you know, complete panthers, then beat sheets or, you know, Fill that out. It is a perfect way to end up writing a completely different story. I just write. So you said you do or don't outline. I do not. I can't. I find it that it it actually derails me completely. Yeah. I just have to sit and write. Yeah. I have. I've tried. I actually used to do beat sheets. And um, I always ended up with a completely different story. Like my characters are like, oh no, we're like, my brain is so contrary. It's like, oh, this is where you want to go? Nope. My <laughs> <laughs> main character dies suddenly. It turns out that that wasn't the main character after all. <laughs> I, mean, I, I understand that. It, it took five years to write my first book because I tried to outline it and I hated the outline so much, but I felt yeah. like I had to stick to the outline and it screwed me up. So I was like, screw this fucking outline. I'm writing. And yeah, yeah. I, just, I just write when I get stuck, I write the to-do list. Like you said, half the time, some of it works out half the time it doesn't, but I just organize my thoughts in some way that I can move forward. Otherwise I'm just staring at the page going, where am I going? That's where what? I'm at right now. I can't even write the to-do list. I don't know what to do. Ah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know I'm you almost to do at this point, Katie. I'm almost to the end and stuck. You like, know okay. what you need to do, Katie. Uh, <laughs> Tell somebody. What? Give, give it to me. Give Kill somebody me. or have nothing to give to. You. That's the problem. I'm like on page one, going. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> oh, on page one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I think that's four fucks now. Oh, damn it. Oh, no, I think now. <laughs> we're getting into the triple X now, y'all. <laughs> I did make sure our channel was marked for adults only, so. <laughs> <laughs> I did check the adults only box. <laughs> okay, good. Then, then I can tell the truth that I'm not actually wearing pants. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> We actually had a question very, very early on in the comment section. It kind of fits talking about with editing, and that is the editing software like Grammarly and Pro Writing Aid. And let me see if I can find the question. It was from Mike early on. Um, let's see. 
I don't use any of that. I mean, even Word sometimes I go through, but I don't yeah. use that anymore. Okay, so yeah, he's oh, using. I have noticed that Google Docs updated itself, and it's like really good now. Yeah, yeah. How good are those those software programs? Because I know if I ever use them, sometimes it'll mark something, and I'm like, that doesn't seem like it's wrong. Yeah. Because what, like I use Grammarly, I don't do the premium, I just do the, the freebie. Um, and it does mark things that, you know, I've written that with intent. So it, it doesn't catch, you know, different voice or kind of uh, stretches that you're making with, with verbiage for effect. Um, so that's where it kind of falls apart for me. But for the technicalities, I think it's good. Um, and I have caught, you know, some errors, especially with commas, because I use them too often. Mm. Yeah, that's really all they're good for is the technicalities. Because I'll say, yeah. I mean, we're all artists here. We all have our styles. You know, this is artwork. It must follow the art before it follows anything else. Yep. So sometimes you just got to, and let's face it, I'm pretty sure we're all writing in English, right? I mean, yep. this is English we're talking about. There is always an exception. <laughs> and there are even more exceptions in novels. Yeah, that's true. That's so. true. Although if you're writing fiction, um, you get to get away with more nonfiction, though. You really do have to be a little more specific. And then nonfiction, again, you've got Chicago style, APA, MLA. Which one are you writing under? Because they all are slightly different. If you're writing a novel, you really should be using Chicago. If you're writing yes. a novel in America. Yes. Agreed. So totally. listen, in case you're watching, you don't use CMOS, okay? But what about nonfiction? Uh, nonfiction, I believe, is still APA. Still APA, because I do a lot of, a lot of my freelance client work is nonfiction right now. And there are times when I'm going through and doing formatting for their novels, or their novels, their books, and I'm like, I don't know if that's right, but I'm not the editor on this one, so I really don't want to say anything, but there's different styles and different styles have different rules on things. Oh, isn't that, isn't that like the pain of formatting though? It's like, Oh, I know that's not right, but like, it's, it's not your job to change it. And it's kind of wrong for you to change it too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, sometimes I will make a comment and just go, maybe double check this, but for the yeah, moment, I always do a check with your editor to see if this is correct. Yeah. And then there was silence. No more comments on, on writing and now software? No, honestly, I'm just really happy that I own my own company. So I'm like, you know, I'm formatting. And I'm like, uh, no, hey, Julia, you know, line check on aisle four. <laughs> you, know? you guys have a nice system there. I like that. It runs pretty smooth. I, I'm, I like it as well. See, and that's the benefit and of small press. You guys all can have each other's back and the author has got the, the benefit of all the different people looking over their manuscript as opposed to doing it all themselves and praying their editor did a good job. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and of course, everyone knows that I will, in fact, just bust out the cattle prod when I need to. So everyone keeps moving right along. <laughs> Isn't that right, Jason? <laughs> That's why I haven't told you about my work in progress until now. <laughs> So, Kristen, how do you handle editing on your side since you're doing That's why I told you in public so you couldn't attack me. Yeah. Um, how do I handle it on my end? Um, well, I, I edit constantly as I as I write. Um, yeah, me too. So I just go through that, that process naturally. And then I give it to people just for like a soft edit. And um, before I pass it along for the developmental and then copy editing and then proofreading. You're all the different layers before it hits. Before, oh, yeah. But then, you know, e even so, there are typos. <laughs> it, they're the bane of my existence. You know, there are things that even I have all these eyes on it that are missed. And it's it's frustrating, but at least with the platforms for indie authors, you can make a tweak and then re-upload. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm thankful for that. Um, because it's, it's you're, well, you're never done editing. If I were to go back to my first book, I would change things, of course. Um, and it's that that constant process that we're never quite finished with. And we just have to somehow reach a point where, okay, this this is good enough. I'm not going to flesh this out anymore. Um, 
but the the editing process is essential. And I think there are some indie authors who don't necessarily um, take that to heart. Uh, you can't edit yourself. You have to have another set of eyes. And you know, there are some books out there that clearly have not gone through a process. And I think it gives indie authors a bad rap. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, don't have mom do it. Um, mm -hmm. if mom went to school years and years ago and got an English degree. Still don't have mom do it. You need an editor who yep. that is their job. They are trained to look for those mistakes. And, and as for the whole self-editing, your brain plays a trick on you. When you are reading something you wrote, you know what you meant to say. And oftentimes your brain will fill in those gaps and you will not see the mistake. Yep. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Now, yeah. mistakes, how do you handle it when a... Uh, a, you know, a reviewer, somebody who bought your book comes back and says, oh, you know, I love your book. Here's a list of things that I found that need to be fixed. I actually don't mind it. I had someone um, reach out to me on uh, via an email. It was from, uh, she had been um, an ARC reader and, you know, she just wasn't sure about getting back to me on, you know, some, some typos and a couple missed words. And, you know, from my perspective, I, I welcome it. Um, it doesn't hurt my feelings because I'm not perfect. It's it's everything in my life is a work in progress. Um, so I I honestly appreciate it because you know as I found I've gone through these rounds of editing with with professionals and you know you still every now and then might see something. Um, so I I value it. And luckily, like you said, the the platforms make it easy to make changes. The eBooks especially. Now, mm -hmm. if you're from Spark, you may have a change fee of, I think, $25 if you can't find a coupon for it. Yep. But Kindle uploads for free. I think draft to digital uploads for free. Yep. And yes, all the books are always free to, to update. So it's it's yep. not too costly to make a, a change. Yeah. And if you go through Kindle print, there's no charge to update the, like there is for Ingram Spark. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, <laughs> the last couple of years, I've been really lucky with, with our editor. Katie knows. <laughs> Don't make me cry. I know, I know. So, so, knock on wood, most of my stuff has been pretty clean. And the only errors are mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm fixing it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's fast, too. I had a, a, a reviewer come back and say, oh, I found this, this, and this error. And I was like, okay. And I sent it over to Jane within five minutes. She's like, fixed. Like, fixed. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe I left that in. I did that. I did it. <laughs> Not my editor. <laughs> my editor was gold, but she's retired. That, that always scares me after it's gone through editing and I'm doing like maybe a final quick read through and I'm like, oh no, I see something I need to fix, but am I going to screw up the edits now? <laughs> yes. It's like, well... <laughs> I I have to I have to think that I've learned something from my editor in all these years. I still can't comma properly. Oh, yeah, I, I'm I'm comma deficient. She's Shatner, so we work well. <laughs> <laughs> I Shatner with the best of them. Okay. Occasionally, yeah, <laughs> really a couple does. of walking commas go in there, but mostly Shatner for me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So yes, finding a good editor is key. Yes. Yeah. And I'll let you know how mine goes next month. <laughs> oh, I know. Finding a new editor, that's that's so hard. Yes. Oh. Yes. Look forward to that. <laughs> no, it's it's when you tough. find a good editor and you love them and you work with them and they're great, and then they go, ah, we're we're closing down services now. It's like, ah, no. <laughs> yes. That was that was like, can you get in this year before you? <laughs> the thought of losing my editor, holy shit! Oh. Yeah, it's scary. I who I'd find to replace her? She's the best. Yeah, that's the worst kind of breakup, I think. Yes, yes. Our our editor was lovely to us. Oh, she was. She was yes. fast too. How? Okay, I don't know how editors work that fast. I mean, I'm a slow reader, granted, but how? How do you read that fast and still find all the mistakes? Yeah, she she took about a week, week to ten days, sometimes two weeks if it was long. But 
But still, that's a lot of words to go through and not have your eyes glaze over. Because that's what I run into. I, I can only read so much critically and, and make comments and everything before my eyes just glaze over. And I cannot force myself to look at any more words after that. Like, I don't so, know. I've been doing this since I was two. I'm used to it. So kudos to editors. Yes. <laughs> we love our editors. You guys are amazing. I, I just, you're magic. You're, you must be Faye. That's what it is. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of magic and editors, uh, we are uh, we are kind of winding down at the end of our time. But be, before we do, I actually I really want to hear a little bit more about Kristen's book, the uh, Gaia Rising. Is that was that was the title, right? Yep, Rise of Gaia. Oh, Rise of Gaia. Rise yep. Of Gaia. Could you could you tell us a little bit more about that? Because I really really loved the uh, little brief synopsis you gave us. Yeah. Um, so basically the, the premise is that Mother Earth Gaia has awoken and that is, is a result of this constant onslaught of pollution and mismanagement of Earth's resources that has really poisoned her. Um, so she calls upon her, her children, which are like the descendants of Gaia, kind of a, I've got some Irish lore in there, a little bit of a fae, and um, then there are these half-breeds, um, which is my main character, and she is basically calling her progeny to rise up and take vengeance um, because humanity is, is in store for a reckoning. Um, so Taryn, my main character, is a 17-year-old girl, and she um, goes through different horrifying visions of the earth um, as it's just being assaulted and, you know, what it could look like and how Gaia feels. And she has this, this connection with Mother Earth um, that allows her to really feel and think as Gaia does. And um, she ends up developing elemental powers and uh, rises to stand next to Gaia. And um, then things happen in the end where there's a bit of a salvation. So it's a, it's a good story. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, an important theme because we need to be aware of what's going on environmentally. And I think a lot of us feel anger and helplessness, especially when we look at different policies that are stripping protections. Um, so I think that many of us who are reflective on that begin to wonder, you know, what if the earth was a sentient being? Um, how would he or she feel about what's going on with the planet? And um, are we really doing our part to protect it for the future? Do you, do you feel like our planet is being poisoned or plundered? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's scientific evidence globally um, that says that, uh, you know, what we're doing is at a tipping point and we are actually on the precipice of irreversible damage. And, you know, you're, we're, there are news articles every day about what's going on environmentally. Um, and we can't ignore the facts. I know it will be convenient to, but all right. of us are part of the solution. So we can all do a little part, yeah. you know, because a lot of people feel helpless in the fact that, well, it's just me. I'm not a policymaker. I'm not a country who can really make a change, but Collectively, all of our little acts add up and they, they do make a difference and our education makes a difference and, you know, sharing what we know um, makes a difference. Well, you know, I, I know this is, I mean, this is the end of our show, but, you know, you said that we can all do little things. What, what kind of little things can us everyday people do? Well, even something as simple as recycling, um, that's, that's a little thing. Um, I have to say that the the power of knowledge is huge. So we can be voices for the voiceless. Uh, if we know that <clears throat> something is not a right decision rather than watching somebody do something like throw something on the ground or not recycle it, you can say something to a friend of yours or colleague or just share what's happening in the world because a lot of articles that come out don't make the headlines. Um, so there's not a lot of awareness um, for many of us. We tend to follow things that might be more entertainment or political um, rather than something science-based. And, uh, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson said, Tyson said that uh, science doesn't care whether you believe it or not. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Um, and, you know, I think it's important that as stewards of the earth, we are protecting it 
for future generations um, because we're borrowing it from our children. Yeah, wonderful. Well, thank you. Well, and uh, my my youngest daughter Emma made uh, my wife and I watch a, a YouTube uh, video called "60 Minutes to Save the Planet," something like that. But it was pretty much all about. Uh, cleaning and protecting the oceans and it was it was wonderful and she was super into it i was like dude you're 11 i love this that you i mean you know more than than we do so i thought that was that was wonderful well and you are leaders look look at greta greta yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh she's, she's my hero love her um but but guys we are at the end of our time today um sorry for dragging you on a little further but you know i i'm really interested in this this idea of your uh, the rise of gaia i think that's that's amazing so um thank you very very cool i will definitely be uh adding that to my my to be read uh list there well are there sure. any other announcements that we need to make before we sign off guys no, no? no. Becca, any new free furies press announcements um, Fury's Press always has things going on. We've got a sale coming up soon on our ebooks, and um, I actually moved up the time schedule on my next release, so my next release comes out in May now instead. So, um, book five is completely written, and it is off to the line editors now. Developmental editors already done with it, and book six is almost finished as well. Awesome. Awesome. Congratulations. Good job. All right, guys. Well, we're going to sign off now. Thank you so much for joining us and for uh, getting in on the comments. We love that. It really adds to the conversation. Um, thank you again to Creative Edge Publicity. You guys are wonderful. Thank you for sponsoring the show. And uh, to everyone else, hit like, subscribe, share the videos around, whatever you got to do. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Glad I could come on and change the